love is in the air, except for here, uh, because we're doing an anti-Valentine's Day episode sequel uh, on the worst movie couples on episode 94 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm Jessica Quaz. Hey, she's back. Back in action. Yeah, I was gone for a minute. Now I'm back. Uh, hello. Hello. I've missed I've missed this. I have. Yeah, we've missed you, Jess. Thank you. I've missed you, too. I, uh, for those of you who are wondering about my absence, you know... Uh, you know, these. I'm sure you're well aware, everyone, that the last year to, has been really rough. And for me, these last few months were especially rough. And, you know, I just, I needed a mental health break. I needed to take a step back from a lot of things uh, and just focus on, on, on me and, and my emotions and my mental health. So that's what I did. Um, and now I feel good. I feel refreshed and recharged, uh, you know, still anxious about the global pandemic, but all things considered doing great. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy to be back here. Yeah. Um, you, you touched on a, a good thing there, Jess, which is, I think a lot of us need to take mental health breaks, mm-hmm. uh, because we all need them. Um, uh, and I, I think they're totally necessary. I've had to do them uh, in the past uh, uh, on various things myself. So when uh, you brought up doing that, I was like, absolutely, take all the time you need. You know, the, the, the mic is waiting for you when, whenever you're ready. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad to have you back and, uh, and decided to jump back in with a bang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to to hate on some Valentine's Day, which little did we know when we did that episode a couple years ago, people loved it. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the very first anti-Valentine's Day episode we did is our highest rated still. Um, yeah. And so yesterday <laughs> we, we had a different plan for recording. Uh, we are recording on actual Valentine's Day. Um, and then yesterday I realized, oh shit, it's Valentine's Day. So I texted Brandon, like, wait a minute, should we do another anti-Valentine's Day episode? And so, just for you guys, we changed it all at the last minute, and we're back to hate on Valentine's Day again. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I found it so funny that uh, as the last couple years since that episode, it's just continued to be one of the most listened to topics. So you all loved it. Um, we decided to bring it back. Um, uh, we talked about TV couples, like uh, Jess mentioned, but now we're going to be talking about specifically movie character couples. When you look back on some of these movies, you know, maybe the first time you watched it, you're like, hey, you know, I'm so glad they got together. And then you watch it or you think on it, you mull. Maybe you have some real uh, experience with relationships, um, and then you're like, ah, I don't know if they should be together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, some of these uh, very toxic reasons why they're together, or it's just very, like, 
oh, come on. You know, it's just like they don't actually belong together. Exactly. I mean, yeah, sometimes when you're watching it first time around, it's very glaring that they should not be together. And then, yeah, some, upon further reflection, there's other couples that you really should not be together. So we're going to talk about that because turns out there's some really weird and toxic and awful movie couples. And yeah, I think we've... Uh, we need we need to uh, change up how we look at love in in movies. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, usually by this point of the podcast, we would jump into what we've been watching. But since uh, Jess and I have not been doing that segment for a little while, we decided the the original episode we were going to record, which we still will uh, after this one, is uh, an entire episode about what we've been watching. You know, since we've been apart, uh, there's been a lot of movies and TV shows that both of us have watched, so we both want to talk about it. Um, so if you've been curious where that segment's been, uh, we're going to do an entire episode on that. Um, so, yeah, uh, reach out to us on social media. Let us know what you've been watching in the meantime. Um, or if there's any couples that we uh, don't talk about today you think deserve to be brought up as just an awful movie couple. Or if you you think the couples we talk about today are true love and if without them <laughs> love would not exist which i hope not because yeah. some of these are really weird <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I don't have these ranked at all i did pull some things from various genres so it's they're not all rom-coms you know they're not all um romantically uh uh focused movies some of them are just that's not the main plot. Some of them, it's just like a B plot or a subplot. I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Um, but we'll get into it. Uh, before we talk about some official ones, Jess, do you have some honorable mentions that weren't, you know, of your favorites or ones you fully wanted to go into, but at least wanted to bring up? I do, because again, there's some really terrible ones. <laughs> um, so right off the bat, Elaine Robinson and Ben from The Graduate should not have ended up together. Guys, he literally <laughs> had sex with her mom and then ruined her wedding. It's not romantic. He's a terrible person. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, awful. Uh, and then, of course, I gotta say, Cher and Josh from Clueless. I love Clueless. It's an iconic 90s joint, but... There were they were step siblings, kind of. They they're step siblings. First first of all, they're step siblings, and second of all, they hate each other through most of the movie, and it just the pairing doesn't make any sense, any sense at all. So absolutely not to those two. Yeah, she was just she was just blind to Paul Rudd, who she I think she had I think the character knew that this man. Uh, 30 years later would look exactly the he same. He literally looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, of course he's charming, but if he was your stepbrother, no. No, thank No. What are you doing? <laughs> and then this might be a little controversial for some people, but I got to say I don't think Katniss and Peeta should have ended up together in the Hunger Games. Now, I also don't think that she should have ended up with Gale. Uh, I did like Katniss and Peeta's uh, relationship throughout the the books and the movies and the series, but at the end when they end up together, it just kind of felt like Katniss was like, oh, well, you're here, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'll choose you. Like, it just, there was no uh, romance to their, like, 
what this is why I want to be with you. It was more just like, yeah, we we went through some trauma, so I guess we're going to stick together. You know, well, <laughs> sorry, just it's been so long since I've seen Mockingjay Part 2 that I forgot they ended up together. Yeah, because it's also just like a really weird, like, like very last scene. They're sitting in some weird field holding kids, being like, everything's right in the world. It's like, what? Like, what? And in the books, it's kind of the same where it's like, there, there's no, like, here's why he was the right one for me. It was just like, yeah, we're friends, and um, we went through trauma together, and I liked Gail, but now he's gone, so you'll do. Like, that's the energy. <laughs> there's no other men <laughs> There's the no world. other men. I had to choose between you yeah, two. Yeah, only you, <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then I have one more, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me on this couple, and that is Nate and Andy from The Devil Wears Prada. Um, <sighs> when I first saw this movie, <laughs> I thought that, like, Nate, like, played by Adrian Grenier, was, like, so charming and so cute, and they just were, like, a cutesy little couple, but now that I'm, like, an adult woman, I realize he was a piece-of-shit boyfriend who did not support her career at all, was constantly complaining when she was busy at work and, like, basically wanted her to just, like, give it all up just to hang out with him. And, yeah, he's just a jerk. He's just a jerk. <laughs> he, he like, is constantly throwing shade at his girlfriend's ambition. Like, get out of here. Um, so, no, he's rude, condescending, and overall, like, derails her, her career. So, no. Get out of here. <laughs> Nate. Yeah. Uh, uh, some of those that I've seen, I definitely agree, especially the Katniss Peta one, because I totally uh, forgot it even happened at the end. <laughs> that's how you know, romantic that's how, uh, it was. Yeah. How not memorable <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, there's a couple that I didn't quite put on my list because I was torn. Um, one of which... Uh, will be in relation to an episode that's coming out soon. Uh, it's already recorded, but needs to be uh, put together for you guys. Um, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. Um, Interesting. <laughs> this may be controversial to some, but I think this one, if you really look at it, um, and I also bring this up because of the Muppets uh, 2015 TV series where they were like, broken up uh, for a majority of that season um, before it was canceled. It's something that comes in and out of the movies. And I guess to me, Piggy's just like so selfish, and, but then also Kermit's like bad at committing. And I think everyone just wants them to be get to, be together because they remember like, Oh, well they've just always been together. And it's <laughs> like, it reminds me of some times where you have like a friend or someone that dates someone for a long time. And it's like, well, I just don't imagine them with someone else. It's like, that doesn't mean they can't be with someone right. else just because you can't imagine it. Um, so some people would say like, well, the opposites attract and that means they, they balance each other out. And I'm like, yeah, that's also, I think people just wanting an excuse for two people to be together. Um, also, now that you mention it, like, Miss Piggy is kind of abusive to poor Kermit. <laughs> like, she's constantly, like, verbally abusing him. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe they are pretty toxic. 
<laughs> right? I just think it's something that people should look at. And I know, you know, it's it's a frog and a, and a pig, but <laughs> I just, since they're such an iconic duo that's like always known for being together, um, it deserves a second look. Um, one uh, that I'm I'm not so sure about, um, both in comic book form and movie form, is uh, Night Owl and Silk Spectre from uh, Watchmen. Oh, this is yeah. I'm kind of with you on this one. Like the movie, I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh, well, Malin Ackerman was just terrible." Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I was like, "No, but like." I'm just talking about the characters themselves, both the movie and the the graphic novel. I think part of me wonders if they actually belong together or if they just have so much in common and, like, understanding of each other that they're just like, yeah, we make sense. Right. You know, we're happy, you know. Uh, So I was torn uh, to fully put it on my list because I think part of me was like, you know, oh, I kind of like that she, you know, didn't end up with the the big blue god who uh, can just do whatever and, and ended up with just a guy, you know? Right, because that big blue god was also an asshole. So, like, she did le- level up in that way. But you're right, like, it again, it's almost like Katniss and Peeta. It's like, oh, well, you're here, so, yeah, that works. Exactly. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, and and one one I did want to say, but I I know it's a kind of a complicated situation, but Jenny and Forrest from Forrest Gump. Ooh, see, I thought about this these two when I was thinking of couples. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's complex, I, but yeah. And and I think a lot of people jump on the oh Jenny's an asshole bandwagon. Um, I think, but that's also because Forrest has clearly, you know, he's possibly on, the, he's on the spectrum of some sort, or at least challenged, we'll say. Uh, we don't know, like, his exact situation. Um, but he also just, like, expects her, them to be together, you know? And, and I think I'm happy in the sense that, like, they ended up together so that he could be a father to his son. Um, but as far as like their relationship, it was very just like, we're together, but we're not, we're together, but we're not. Oh, by the way, I had a kid, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, it's very, oh, and now I'm dead. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> um, very rocky. And um, yeah, so uh, it's one, I think people should look at when it comes to that movie. Uh, but Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into the the big meaty ones we want to talk about. Uh, so Jess, um, which couple would you like to jump into first? That's not on your honorable mentions. I'm gonna start off light here because I think a lot of people agree with me on this. I think that Harry and Ginny from the Harry Potter franchise should not have ended up together. <laughs> Just no, they no. No. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of of the Potter internet uh you know will have divisive opinions on this. Um for for me like it just was it's such an odd pairing because one like for the for majority of the books and the movies 
Jenny is like a very, very backseat supporting character. She's mm-hmm. just there. She doesn't have her own personality. Like, there's nothing really to her because she's just, like, Ron's little sister who also goes to school. Like, there's just nothing to her. Um, And then all of a sudden, they, like, towards... Well, I guess JK, so that dumb bitch. Um, She, like, rushes them into giving her a personality that isn't really personality. And then all of a sudden, Harry's like, Oh, oh, hey, I see you in a different way now. It's really strange. Um, I personally don't think Harry, like, necessarily even needed to end up with anyone. Um, if he was, I wouldn't want him with Hermione either, though. Like, I'm not a Harry and Hermione stan. Like, I like that he had a happy ending, but this couple just doesn't make any sense to me. They, they have no chemistry. I don't see the reason for them to be together. It just felt like at the end, J.K. Rowling was like, well, he's got to have a happy ending somehow, so here's Ron's sister. Yeah, so I'll say I was someone who wasn't a fan of the books, but that's because I'm just not great at reading Uh, (laughs) when it comes to actual books. But... So, like, and I also saw the movies, like, really in not the best order. Like, I saw the first couple, and then I saw the fourth, and then, like, there was a long gap where I, I didn't see them. And I think I would just, like, talk to various friends who were Potter fans, and everyone's just like, oh, I love Ron and Hermione. I'm like, oh, who's Harry end up with? They're like, Ron's sister. And I'm like, what? Because, like, when I saw the first, the second, and the fourth, before I saw the rest at some point, I'm like, that seems random. <laughs> and... And I was like, but you know what? I haven't seen them all. I'll give it a chance. You know, see the third, you, you know, see the fifth, sixth, you know, see, see, see them all. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't really clear things up now, did it? Like, <laughs> right. It's still completely it's still, random. And she's like, still like kind of just in the background for all the movies anyway. So what they could have easily done is, you know, the the Kel Voldemort blah, blah 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 you know and then like jump forward in time and then he could have just been with some woman doesn't have to be someone we've met and they have like a kid now and then like he's like saying goodbye to them to go to school yeah like it didn't have to be someone we knew right so like because like not we don't always date someone we go to school with we sometimes you know move on in life and meet someone later so it just like I, I see your point that it's just like, well, she's just a background character. There was no actual point. You could have put anyone else in that position and it would not have changed the actual plot. Exactly. And I think, yeah, what matters at the very end is when they do that little flash forward into the future and he has a son who he's sending off to Hogwarts and he tells him about Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore, who he's named after. Like That's a very sweet, full circle moment. But we didn't need Ginny for that. <laughs> like, again, it could have yep. just been any woman. And there honestly were other, like, girls at Hogwarts who had more depth and personality and likability that would have been fine. But Ginny just was never, like, she was just there. She was just there. And it just never, never made any sense why all of a sudden 
he's like, actually, my uh, friend's sister is looking pretty good over there. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if they would have done one thing where, like, say she was always along with some of the adventures and, like, they were just friends and then all of a sudden it turned from friends to more. Right. Then that's, like, one thing. But, like, just, yeah, I feel like there's entire movies where she has one or no lines, you know. So, yeah, very random. Um my favorite thing about that moment, though, is there's a meme <laughs> where I think the the kid is like, Dad, what if I get put into Hufflepuff or something like that? And he, and then it just cuts to Harry smiling. He's like, then don't fucking come on. <laughs> 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 I was like, that gave me more entertainment than him ending up with Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... Uh, uh, I totally agree, Jess, and uh, I'm not a big Potter fan, so I'm not going to be someone that's like, yeah, you're wrong, they belong together. (laughs) But um, I'm going to jump into one that, uh, it was actually one of the last ones I came up with when I was putting my list together. It's one that I was torn on, but I think makes sense, and that's Rocky and Adrian from the Rocky franchise. Wow, okay, yeah. This will, like, so, left field, out of left field choice, okay. So the reason I selected it is, like, okay, I think that they did some good things with Adrian, like, after they were already together. But as far as, like, them coming together in the first movie, it's it feels like he's just bothering her a lot <laughs> and like he just keeps showing up at the pet store and like talking and then like well, we go on a date you know <laughs> and then you know then the brother gets involved uh, and she like doesn't seem like she wants to and then like oh but he's like muscular and attractive so then like then they're together and then they just are never apart it just <laughs> i don't know it like if someone were to actually look at rocky i think it's it's a great movie in a lot of areas but when it comes to that love story which like they try to act like is like the main key component of it Look at it again now all these decades removed from when it came out. Like, I remember seeing the poster where it's, like, them holding hands. And it's just, like, this doesn't... If if this was one of the key things of it for the infamous, like, yo, Adrian, I did it. You know, like, it's... You could have worked on that development more between them to where maybe she had more of a character beyond just, like, Oh, I'm working at a pet store, you know, mm-hmm. and like I, I got these glasses on, but when you take these glasses off, oh, I'm cute, you know. <laughs> like it was just very, it, you could tell it was written by a man, <laughs> and what do you know? The man was the guy who played Rocky, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, well, if they just keep showing up, she'll just give in eventually. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> oh my goodness. Like, yeah. what's she gonna do? Keep saying no. Oh. Like, uh, which is that's not a Stallone impression. That's just me being a, doing a dopey character. Oh my but god! But that's how it felt. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. But you're right. It's like literally just like grinding her down till she says yes. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I I think when I watched it again, even like either in college or just out of college, I was like in my early to mid twenties. I was like. This looks different. You know, I think when I was a kid, I was more so, like, into the boxing stuff. But then, like, now, at that time, being an adult and having been in relationships, I'm like, this doesn't play the same. <laughs> this is weird. But, yeah, so, 
if you watch that movie recently uh, or if you're going to watch it check it out and and, and tell me what you think <laughs> i'm curious yeah i'm curious what i would think about that relationship now probably not good things <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, Jess, what, what is your, uh, your next one here? My n- next couple that should not have ended up together, but kind of ha- had to, I guess, was, or sorry, that kind of had to, I guess, is Anakin and Padme from the Star Wars franchise. Um, this is complicated because obviously we need to know, well, we didn't ever, I guess we didn't need it, but with the prequels, we (laughs) needed to know the full story behind how Luke Skywalker, uh, ended up where he ended up, how did, how Leia ended up where she ended up and how Darth Vader became who he is. Uh, we we needed to know those details. And so Padme, uh, played by Nat- Natalie Portman, um, is the mother of his two children. Um, it's funny because, like, when I was younger, middle school age, when these were coming out, like, I thought these scenes with them were, like, so romantic. Like, I thought it was, like, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. They're so in love. And then I actually recently watched the prequels not all that long ago. And as an adult, I'm like, this is not good. This is pure, purely toxic. First of all, it starts off with pedophile vibes right away. (laughs) Not good. Right? (laughs) Not good. Um, Yeah. No. And then in the second one, he's so, like, whiny. Like, he's just such a brat. Like, he's so whiny. She, Padme was a queen and then became a senator. She is a busy woman. She is. She has <laughs> looks looks for days. She's got just so much going on for her. She could do way better than this piece of shit whiny little boy. But for some reason, love prevails, and she's into him. And then, as uh, the third one comes around, the third movie comes around. He he goes to the dark side, and he goes from being just annoying and whiny to straight up like abusive asshole. Um, so <laughs> yikes! Um, it, it just like from the beginning to end, the entire relationship is horrifying and awful and weird. Um, and again, it's really strange because I don't know why I found it to be romantic <laughs> when I was younger. Now I think it's horrifying and disgusting. But yeah, it's just like, it's just they the two of them are so bad for each other. No, you know what? He's bad for her. She's a catch for him. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, this... This, I remember when I was younger, and like you said, they were, like, coming out in theaters. I think Phantom Menace came out, and then um, between movies, I think someone's like, oh, well, like, you know, he's going to end up with Padme. And I'm like, but he's a child. (laughs) And, like, I know that she's, like, I think they say that she's, like, 17 or something. 
but like it felt weird because it felt like a 17 year old talking with like a i don't know like an eight or nine yeah so like like when, uh, it would be different if she was like 17 and then like he was like 14, 15, you know, like, they were only a few years apart, or, like, at least the actors looked closer in age, but I think she looked... Oh, I'm not gonna say she looked old, right. but, like, she looked, like, 20, yeah, you know, like, or, or, like, borderline, and then also was being presented as a queen, and then he looked like a little boy, and I think because, also, I was younger at the time when it was coming out, it was just, like, this doesn't fit. No. And then like it jumps it jumps to like the second one and Natalie Portman obviously is like still looking good <laughs> but she's older but then totally different way older actor for Anakin it was just like okay I guess I can see them together but also she could do better and also he's a whiny bitch and it just like I don't know um, I th- I think I was just as as a youth too distracted with how gorgeous Natalie Portman was. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like it just like <laughs> it didn't make sense. And I think if well if someone else would have written this story and you would have had like you know, maybe the first movie he was a little older and she was a little younger and they were a little closer in age and then, like, there was more development, but it was almost like there was no real romantic thing in the first mm-hmm. one and then the second one's like, oh, shit, we gotta put them together. Right. Um, and then the third one, they're just, like, together and it was just like, uh, this doesn't... There's many reasons why they try to say, like, oh, well, it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing because they're not supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but sometimes people are right. You know, like, <laughs> sometimes when people say they're not supposed to be together, it's they like... really shouldn't be together. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, truly. Well, yeah, because the, the evolution yeah. of their relationship is so weird. Because you're right, like in Phantom Menace, he actually like Jake Lloyd was nine years old, and Natalie Portman was 19 years old. So there is, a, yeah, so there's like a 10 year age difference. And just visually seeing it on screen is creepy. Like, it just looks off. And actually, the first uh, time they ever interact, little Anakin just looks at her and goes, Are you an angel? And she's she's like, I'm so wet. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right? I mean, might as well have. uh, And it just gets worse Uh, from there. And so, yeah, like, it's it's weird. And then, like, they kind of have this, like, older sister like young brother kind of vibe going on uh but also sort of like mm, kind of flirt it's fucking weird phantom menace could have like <laughs> so like if anakin was a teenager in phantom menace the movie would have benefited in so many different ways that being one of them and then in the second one like right at the beginning the first time they see each other again in what's been i guess uh I don't know how like ten, 10 years, years or something, but she for her I guess one because she looks exactly the same. Um, yeah, she says she's got that Paul Rudd aging cream. I guess so. That Star Wars <laughs> Paul Rudd aging cream. Um, she says something to him like, "Oh my God, you're so grown up now," 
And he gets mad about it. And he's like, she thinks of me as a child still. And it's like, how how am I supposed to root for this couple? This is weird. Yeah. Why are you making us see this? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making us see this? Yeah. It's, um... It's why, uh, I'll just say, <laughs> it's why writers should write movies and not always directors or producers. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> because there's a reason why writers are writers. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's awkward. It's They don't seem like they belong together. There's really no chemistry, both performance-wise, but also in general. Yeah, no, none at all. <laughs> Um, doesn't make sense. It's almost like they're together because they're not supposed to be together, um, which is never a good reason. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and in the end, when he, you know, her death is a big reason why he goes full on dark mode, Um, but it does, that should have been way more impactful. But for me, it wasn't because it was like, well, these two were fucking weird and they should have been together in the first place. (laughs) Like, Yikes. So, I don't know. It just... if Reworking that relationship, we could have really, like, had an emotional attachment to him as Darth Vader and, like, what happens. But, nah. She should have she gone for Obi-Wan, truly. Nice guy. Age-appropriate. Handsome. <laughs> that's... You know, he would have... Res- he respected her. Great accent. Yeah. Great <laughs> accent. He respects her as a person. He doesn't whine. Well, also, one thing that, you know, we were just talking about with Rocky, uh, which you were even saying, like, uh, you you know, it is unfortunately, I think, a trope in real life uh, is once Anakin starts coming on to her, it's more so just like, well, I'll wear her down because he's like, I've been dreaming about you, you know, like, and I've been having these thoughts and like, you know, my emotions, (laughs) you know, it's almost like he just is like, I will like force her pun intended into this. Like, um, and it's just like, I don't know, maybe, um, yeah, maybe she just wanted it because she shouldn't have. I don't know. We gotta, (laughs) like guys don't, don't, we gotta correct that movie trope because that's not how it should ever go down. (laughs) If someone doesn't yes. want to be well, with you, move on. Don't don't wear it yes. out. <laughs> and one thing I'll even say, because we did talk about it a little bit, the age difference. It's a little different when you're, say, a 40-year-old dating a 30-year-old yes. or a 50-year-old dating a 40-year-old. That's a little different because you're both adults. Right. You're both consenting. You both have probably had other relationships and just, you know, are adults. But when it's a 19 year old and a nine year old, woof, 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 woof. Like you're. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> and like, again, visually, it looks bad. Like, he's clearly a tiny child and she's clearly much older than him. It's not a good visual look to see. Yeah, for sure. Um,. I'm going to talk about a sci-fi couple now that we just talked about uh, one of the worst ones of all time. I'm going to talk about one that I think was one of the worst parts of this movie and something that it took a good concept and I think made it bad. 
which is uh, the characters, I had to look up their names because I forgot their names, was Aurora and Jim oh, from the movie Passengers. Don't even get me started on this goddamn movie. <laughs> uh. So, like, Aurora and Jim are played by Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, which I'm pretty sure the only reason this movie got, like, greenlit is because at the time it came out, they were the two, like, hottest young people in Hollywood. And hottest, like, not just attraction-wise. I mean, like, hottest, like... They, they were, were it. up and coming. They were it. Yeah. They, were, they were in a good a bit, uh, both in like comic book movies and funny and could do drama. And like the teens loved them. They, you know, it was just like they were two people that everyone's like, oh my God, can you imagine them together? Actually, do you want to hear the backstory behind that? The How it got oh made? Boy. It's actually really interesting. And you can hear all about it on my new podcast called Second Chance Movies. Because our first episode is actually about passengers. Um, oh. Yeah, plug, plug, plug. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Second Chance Movies. Uh, for updates, we'll be launching March 7th. But anyway, so funnily enough... Keanu Reeves worked for a, at least a decade to try to get this movie made. Now, we don't oh. we don't know if the script and what happens in the movie was what his original concept was. Um, but yeah, it was his passion project. He wanted to get this made. Huh. He At one point, uh, Rachel McAdams was attached to star with him in it. They had a director, and then for whatever reason... Uh, it, it fell through, didn't, didn't happen. Um, he kept trying and trying and trying and it, and it just never worked. So then finally someone else took his passion project and made it, which is like really huh. sad because one, Keanu's amazing and deserves the best. <laughs> and two, this version sucks. So I would have rather see what he had to say about it. Yeah. I was just taking a look cause I was curious uh, it was at one point Keanu and Emily Blunt. Um, at one point Keanu and Reese Witherspoon, and yeah, at one point Keanu and Rachel McAdams. So like it it it, it jumped around um, since like '07. You know, it was in developmental hell for years. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, what I'll say about this movie, if everyone's kind of trying to remember what Passengers was, because it's come out like five years ago at this point, um, it was basically there was a spaceship that was carrying a bunch of humans that were going to like a new planet or whatever, and all of them were supposed to be cryogenically frozen, but um, Chris Pratt's machine fal- malfunctions, he wakes up, and now he's just going to be alive for this journey in which he was supposed to be asleep for. Um, for, like, how many years? I can't even remember. It's like, like decades or ni- something It's, like, like 90 years. He wakes up 90 years too soon. Okay, yeah. And basically, like, spoiler warning, um, a twist in the movie, you find, like, he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence. And then, like... You know, they fall in love, and then she finds out that he woke her up, and then they fight, but then they come together, and then, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, they live the rest of their days. And I don't know. This is just (laughs) toxic and disgusting in so many ways because by being alive for 90 years before they get to wherever it is, 
um, you know, he's pretty much dead. And by waking her up, has chosen to kill her too. And when he does this, he also is like, oh, I, you know, I was reading about her and imagining about her and, and like, I fell in love. And it's just like, what? Like, no. It's so that... creepy. There, there's, there's scenes where, like, before he wakes her up where he's, like, literally sitting next to her in her pod while she's unconscious just being like, ha, ha, ha you're so funny. It's really creepy. And the only reason why he wakes her up is because he's lonely. Like, that's it. And he, he stumbles upon her pod and is like, yeah, I like her. And that's it. Like, like what? Yeah. He essentially, like, murders her because yep. he was sad and lonely. And then what makes it even worse is that he completely lies to her for a very long time. He's like, yeah, no, our pod's malfunction. This is so weird and he wasn't even going to tell her she finds out on on her own so like yeah he's like super like disgusting uh despicable choice manipulative lying and then and then i guess at the end we're supposed to like be happy they're in love it's like stockholm syndrome in space it's awful <laughs> i hate this movie so much <laughs> Yeah, I, okay, I think there's a couple different ways they could have fixed this concept. One of which is, I think someone actually made a video essay about it, so it's not mine, I won't take credit for it, but I think if they would have told the story from, like, because, like, in the actual movie, don't they show him alone for a while, and then he, like, yeah, oh, yeah. frees yeah. her? Like, someone said they should have done from the point of view of her character, Mm -hmm. where, like, the movie starts and she wakes up and she's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, hey, you know, and then whatever. And then the movie goes along, they fall in love, and then all of a sudden, twist, she finds out that he woke her up. And then, like, they they go back, you know, non-chronologically and show why he did that, not necessarily to make up for it, but almost to, like, you play it as if he's like kind of crazy or just like you do more thriller vibe. Yeah. Um, That like that idea could have been a really, really cool, like sci-fi horror movie where like this guy like is obsessed with me and he, he, like, how do I get out of the situation? I'm on a fucking spaceship with him. Like, what do I do? Yeah. That could have been a really cool concept, but no. Well, especially told in that order. From where it's like maybe they fall in love and then, you know, totally flip the movie. Anyway, that's one idea. The other idea was the fact that I think instead of just two hot white people, I think you should have had two people of wildly different backgrounds. Like, I'll just say, for example, like uh, an old Asian woman and uh, a middle-aged black man or like two people that maybe speak two different languages and they have to try to learn to like communicate together and like survive together and it doesn't become a romantic thing but it just becomes like a a bonding thing for survival because like well we're the only two people and we're stuck um i think that would have been a more interesting premise instead of just like a sappy love story because like you said it just no matter how they tried to do it it just makes him seem awful yes <laughs> and I, I almost rather, because I think at one point he tries to almost sacrifice himself to save the ship and her. 
and I kind of wish that like he died. Oh, I then, definitely like... wish he died. Yeah, like yeah. And then what would have been funny too is if he sacrifices himself to save the ship and her, and then a year later she's like, you know what? I'm really lonely. And that guy in that pod's looking pretty cute. I'm going to open him up. You know, just, yeah, like, God, there were so many, like, potentially cool things that could have happened with this concept, and they just did not at all. And it was just super uncomfortable. It really objectified women. Um, not only that, like, does, does he get to just decide her fate? But, like, Jennifer Lawrence's character is also incredibly, like, basic like there's no depth to her she's just kind yeah. of like the woman like she's just there I, I and I feel like the movie took an angle like where they wanted us to debate the morality of it like would you make this sacrifice if you could be with your one true love and it's like that is not how it came off at all it came off <laughs> as, as murder and rape like consent no don't ever do that like it just that movie sucks. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, Jess, what is one of your other uh, worst couples? So, one couple that I didn't find problematic as a child, but definitely do now, is Sandy and Danny Zuko from the iconic movie Grease. Now I love I love Greece. I gotta say I love Greece. I love the music. I love the dancing. I love the style. I love the outfits. I love it all. I do. It's just fun. It's just a fun movie. There's a reason why it's a classic. My least favorite part of the movie though is Danny and Sandy. I don't care about them at all. Um, at all. <laughs> Uh, I've never been invested in their relationship. Uh, and now that I'm older, I also see that it's pretty problematic and strange. So first off, they meet each other on a beach. Just, I think over the summer they meet each other and they're like, they fall in love. Um, and Danny acts like a completely different person around her. He's this like sweet guy. And then they go back to high school, which, by the way, like, the whole cast is, like, in their 40s, and they're playing high schoolers. Um, <laughs> and um, he, they, they, it turns out she's, she's new to that school. She's new to his school. And at his school, he has a reputation for being a bad boy that he's got to keep up. So when she's around, it's like, uh-oh, no, I'm a dick. Like, I... I I don't know you. I don't care. And so he he changes how he treats her based on his reputation and wanting people to think he's an like actual asshole. So that's not great. Um, and then throughout <laughs> the movie, it's kind of like I wish we could be together, but we can't be together because she's a good girl and I'm a bad guy and like. I, I don't know. There's, like, no real obstacles in their way except for the fact that, like, he's just kind of a dick in the school and she wants to be a nice person. Um, <laughs> okay. And then it's at the end, which, by the way, the fin the ending is great. The, the carnival scene, I got chills. Great, great fucking ending. However, she has completely 
completely changed herself for him. She is in a tight, tight black leather number, which, by the way, she looks great. Like, it's a, it's a, she, it's a great look. But it's <laughs> she's got her hair permed instead of the like the little the little like Q curl she had at the end there. She's smoking cigarettes. Um, she's like, I am bad for you, babe. And it just sends such a terrible message to girls like, if you want a man, you gotta keep up with your man. It's like, what the fuck? You gotta change yourself. You gotta change yourself. (laughs) And it's okay that he doesn't change himself, even though he showed you a different side to him earlier. It's like, it's just such a weird dynamic of like, you have to pretend to be a certain way in a relationship and around your friends. And, like, yeah, I guess they're high schoolers, so reputation matters, but also it's, like, this this isn't, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> this, is, this is weird. Um, and, yeah, I don't think they should have ended up together. She deserved better. She deserved a nice, handsome boy who would treat her well. Not some asshole who would make fun of her when his friends are around. Um, so, yeah, Grease slaps. Danny and Sandy, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when I was I was looking up uh, some research on like some of the worst couples, and this was one of the couples that was on almost every list. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I think we all, like, again, we all, like, we all love Grease. Grease is, like, who hasn't seen that movie at some point in their lives it's wonderful it's fun it's it's great and because of like the costumes and the dancing and the music and like all the theatrics of it all it's really easy to look past that part of it um yeah like it like truly their relationship is the most boring part of the movie um and then i think within the last few years we all started to realize like hey wait a minute that's bad that's not that's not good oh my god also very recently, like within the last few days, Olivia Newton-John gave an interview in which, one, she said she didn't want to get a COVID vaccine, so we shouldn't listen to everything that Olivia Newton-John says, but but she also said that she doesn't see any sort of issue with the ending of Greece. So again, do not take advice from Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and I think that's something where people can rec- uh, should understand that they can separate. You, you can you can hate on parts of a classic movie without hating the whole movie. Right. You, you know, like you can hate on, like you said, the relationship without saying like you're not saying, oh, oh you don't like the music numbers or you don't like maybe the performances or whatever. It's like you just don't like that couple together, which is totally Yeah, fun. exactly. Like they don't ruin the movie at all. Like. In fact, it's really easy just to ignore them because they're kind of boring. Um, And again, even though at the end she has completely changed herself, like, I still love her costume. I still think she looks dope. Uh, I still love the dance number and theatrics of it all. But it's like the messaging and story is problematic and I hate it. (laughs) Like, it's toxic. (laughs) It's not good. But hey, you know, what a great song. You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, fucking classic. But you should be the one I want for who you are and for who I am and nothing else. For sure. So, 
this one I I, uh, I almost didn't think of because um, it's it's actually a movie that I think is damn near perfect. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It, you know, I, I struggled to not put it in my top ten of all time. I just I love it so much. Um, you know, it, it'd probably be in my top twenty-five or top fifty. You know, for sure. Um, I, I've seen it so much, uh, and that's Ocean's Eleven, uh, the one directed by Steven Soderbergh that came out in '01. Just to make sure no one's thinking of the Frank Sinatra <laughs> one. Um, I'm talking about the, the uh, recent iteration of Ocean's Eleven. The movie's damn near perfect. The only thing that really sticks out to me is the random subplot of Danny Ocean trying to win his ex-wife back. That This is a really, like, really interesting choice for you to make because um, I would never have thought of these two, but you're so right. Like, this is, they're not, no, they're not a good couple. Well, I mean, just for context, you, you know, if anyone hasn't seen this movie in a while, you know, it starts where... D- uh, George Clooney's character is getting out of prison, um, and <laughs> he is divorced from Julia Roberts, and goes through this whole heist of how he's going to rob Andy Garcia in these casinos um, with, you know, his ten crewmates, and just like a little thing sprinkled throughout, it's like the fact that his ex-wife is dating the guy that he's robbing. And one, like, no one believed that she'd actually end up with Andy Garcia because, like, he's just kind of a dick. Um, And they just, they clearly want him to be, like, the villain so that, like, we feel good that these guys are robbing him. But the romantic subplot didn't add anything to the movie. And, like, I would have much rather that someone else just not be in the crew, maybe Casey, Casey Affleck, because he was problematic, we would find out later, uh, and just have Julia Roberts just be part of the Eleven, you know, <laughs> part of the crew, and just not romantically involved. Uh, or maybe they're just already together, and, like, there's no tension, and, like, that's not part of it. You know, like, I just, I don't see what was the point of, like, sure, he had this moment at the end where um, he, like, literally corners Andy Garcia just like, if I were to give all the money back, if you give up tests, would you do it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like they purposely, like, program, hack into her TV in her hotel room so she and t- call her to say, turn on the TV so she can watch this. <laughs> and it's just like, sure, you shouldn't be with Andy Garcia. Why are you going running back to him? Like, apparently he lied about being a criminal, um, it's one thing if like oh they went to prison and whatever something else wrong with their relationship but it's like he completely lied about being a th- about being a thief um, it's just <sighs> there's no reason they should be together it's like they wanted an excuse to put George Clooney and Julia Roberts together but just like do some other shitty uh, like early 2000s rom-com with yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't need, it doesn't need to be a part of this movie. The main reason we watch this movie is the heist. Yes. We don't watch it for Julia Roberts. No, that subplot is honestly so forgivable, forgettable. That that subplot is honestly so forgettable. 
uh, even though, like, the, like you said, the guy they're robbing is dating her. Like, that's still, it's still very, very forgettable. Um, and overall, like, she didn't have to date him. And, like, yeah, nothing would change. I think, like, I also think that, like, Julia Roberts and George Clooney have, like, a really interesting type of chemistry where, like, you can tell they, like, get along and they respect each other and like each other. But I don't think they have good romantic chemistry. I think they have good, like, friend chemistry. So I think it would have even been cool had, like, yeah, let's say uh, it's his ex-wife and she is part of the, the, the team and she's pretending to date Andy Garcia to get his money. Like, or, you know, something like that where, like, and there's no, like, trying to get back together. It's just like, yeah, this is my ex-wife. Like, we're buds. There's, like, real no tension, really no tension, because, like, Danny, as a character, doesn't grow from the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's not also, it's not supposed to be one of those pieces. I don't think every movie has to have a character that grows. I think sometimes we just want to see a story. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes the, they're more dynamic with character growth, but, like, he had no growth. He was the same as he was from beginning to end. He comes out of jail. He's slick. He's cool and, you know, gets the crew together. Here's the plan. You think there's various times where it's going to go awry, but it doesn't. They get the money. And that's the end. You know, like that could have just been a fun movie because it was a cool heist with a lot of really awesome actors ensembled together. But I just think that also like she doesn't change mm -hmm. because like she's just like, I'm mad that you lied. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just like, well, I know you lied, but he's shitty. <laughs> so we should get back together. And it's like, what? Right. What? What? Like, it's just so unnecessary. And I think there's many movies like this where you can find a perfectly great movie that they just. It's like every studio wants to shoehorn in either a love story or some sort of. Oh, they got together, kiss moment at the yes, end. Yes, and it's never, like, it's not always earned. Like, in this particular case, it just feels like, well, it's between these two men, and this one's uh, George Clooney, so I'll go with him. Like, I, you know, we don't, we don't need a love story every single movie. Again, I think she would have actually been a lot more fun in the team, and I think that we could have gotten a better dynamic out of the two of them because, yeah, you're right, like, they don't, neither of them change or grow, and, yeah, they don't necessarily have to, so there's, there's no, like, benefit of having them trying to, like, to get back together or anything, like, that, you could take the entire relationship out of the equation, and the movie doesn't really change, so, un, uh, just, like, unnecessary, completely. And boring. For sure. It's boring as hell. <laughs> it's the most boring part of the movie. <laughs> so I think that this might be the actual, like, worst, worst couple to Definitely. end up together in a movie ever of all time. Um, and that is Taylor Lautner's character in Twilight, whose name oh is Jacob. Team Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, <laughs> Team Jacob, and uh, the vampire baby, Renesmee. <laughs> Team Jacob. His name is Team in Jacob. In Twilight. So, 
let me give you some context here because it's it's Twilight. I was in middle school when the books came out. I read the books and I was like, oh my god, this is literature. <laughs> um, and then the last book came out and I was like, this is garbage. Um, I don't know if I also just like grew up and realized it was all garbage. But anyway, so the the movies pretty much follow the books closely. At least I think they do. I, I haven't read them in quite some time. Um, do you know anything about this, Brandon? Do you do you need me to explain this? <laughs> nope. I have so, heard nope, what did, I believe you what sure you're going to go into. So, okay, so... I always hoped nope, I heard you it didn't. wrong. Um, okay, so... <laughs> For those of you nope, who have not seen nope, Twilight, nope. congratulations. Um, Bella, uh, I was going to call her Bella Thorne, but that's a Disney girl. <laughs> Bella something is our main protagonist. She falls in love with a vampire who is played by Robert Pattinson, who has since, who, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would do, I would do that too for Robert Pattinson. Um, uh, Robert Pattinson has since actually both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson has gone on to prove that they actually <laughs> can act and uh, don't judge them on these movies. Anyway, they fall in love, but he's like, "I'm a vampire, so I can't be with you." And she's like, "But I want to be with you." And he's like, "Nope, can't be with you." So then um, Taylor Lautner, who has not proven he can act since these movies. Um, he cannot. He comes in hot, and when I say comes in hot, I mean really like shirtless, ripped, hot. He's a werewolf. No, he's okay. not. Um, and he's like, hey, Bella, uh, I love you too. And she's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I love you, maybe you don't. I don't know. And so, obviously, if you were paying attention to any pop culture or anything, you know Team Jacob, Team Edward. It was like, who's Bella going to end up with? Like, that's what it was. I, at the time, was Team Jacob. Um, now I would probably be Team Edward just because I really like Robert Pattinson now more than I did back in the day. He's just so darn handsome. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, the, but the twist uh, is that Bella ends up with Edward, the vampire. She, before he turns her into a vampire, as a human they have sex. So it's it's human to vampire sex relations, okay? She gets pregnant with a human vampire, okay? Cool. Um, because, they, I guess there's a science to this, because it's a human vampire hybrid and not just a regular human <laughs> or a regular vampire, this baby grows very quickly. Like, I, like she pushes that thing out, like, I don't, I don't know how long. It's not nine months. She's like, fucking, like, I am. Here I am. So, okay. So, I'm just getting, like, so, like, bothered just talking about it. So, R- <laughs> Renesmee, that's the baby's name. That's a choice. Um, they, when she's born... These, the wolves, I don't know if this is an all wolf lore or just twilight lore, and I don't really care, I had to look it up, but wolves leave what's called an imprint on the one they are supposed to mate with, 
uh, I think it's like a scratch or, of some sort or something. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's mine. Like and it's supposed dibs? to be like this romantic, natural instinct <laughs> of being like, oh, there she is. Like, yeah. So when little human vampire fetus comes out, guess what happens? Jacob, who <sighs> used to be in love with her mother, imprints on a baby, meaning that that's his future mate. Uh, and then <laughs> he like, yes, because again, she's a human vampire. Does she like grow to so be like, she ages age, like over the very course of fast. a movie? But that also doesn't make sense because vampires like don't age. So I don't really know how that works, but it does for this. But we, we see her as a kid, so, like, he helps, like, raise her also, which is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it's hard, it's hard to talk about. <laughs> if only you he, guys like, could see Yeah, the he's, like, there for her childhood. <laughs> yeah. Raises her It's, it's like, uh, he's, like, it's there. like, you hate playing, the words guess, coming like, out of your face. with her in the front yard while she's five, and then... Then they go on to fuck. I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. And it was like, I don't, I don't understand the thinking in that. I think, like, it's disgusting. Yikes. It's like romanticizing, uh, forced <laughs> relationships again. There we go with that. And like also, weird, creepy pedophilia vibes, I guess. And, like, yeah, she has, n like, no choice in the matter. She just is like, yeah, okay, love you too, thanks. Um, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I hate all of it. Like, my thoughts are, like, <laughs> that... I'm, I'm, I don't know what Stephanie Myers was thinking. She's not my gal. But, like, I feel like people... Ha it was strong love for both... Edward and Jacob, they both like <laughs> girl, like fans loved both of them. There were strong fandoms for each. So I think the intent was <clears throat> always have Bella end up with Edward. Um, because why not? Um, and she wanted to maybe give Jacob a nice little happy ending of his own. Sure. So why not give her? Bella's daughter, Bella's baby, that's your lover. It, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. It's so disgusting. Yeah. That checks out. <laughs> Look, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, JK that would have been way more thrilling than Jenny Potter. for sure. Date Ron and her But it's really weird because just... yeah, the age science doesn't make any sense because like she grows really fast as like a baby to just get through the awkward phase of like him helping to raise her. I just keep thinking of like her being like second daddy, hi and it's Mhm. Mm so I, yeah, so this is what I heard 
I had heard that yeah. he ends up with Bella's kid. But I did not know about the creepy dibs. Um, that's... And then with, <sighs> like... Gives a whole nother Really strange, to too, is, again, like... Wolf the age science, I don't get it, because she, like... It being a we wolf. We rush through her childhood, we rush through her adolescence, and all of a sudden, she is the same exact age of him and her parents and they all live happily ever after I guess <laughs> as you do so can I, I can't think of another couple yep, that's as you do. in movies that are uh, that fucking horrifying like that is just what is that my brain hurts from talking about it. Like, it, <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because, uh, yeah, it's this When just you're editing, disgusting. you may have to put this last, because I don't know uh. how we're going to top it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of, like, moms uh, reading <laughs> these books and, like, watching the movies Oh, they're gonna be together, and then all of a sudden, the, uh, oh, no, no, no. And and I, Twilight fans are so passionate oof, and like truly the love the material that like like it, generally oof. it's brushed past. Like it's like yeah, that didn't ha it happened, but like it didn't happen. Like they, you know, it's it's like overlooked. That's one of those things you think an editor for the book and then eventually the, uh, the the producers of the movie would be like, so a lot of this is fine. Not great. Fine. Um, <laughs> this stuff, though. Have you been talking with George R. R. Martin at all? Uh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, like... I don't know. I wonder what... I'm not about to look into interviews with Stephanie Myers, <laughs> but I wonder what the justification of that was. I'm I'm pretty curious yeah. to know, because how do you yeah how do you defend that when you're talking to like book editors like, so why why did you make this choice like, I don't I I, I don't know yeah. it's it's weird it's weird. Well, Jess. You know, another Valentine's Day has come and gone, and we were able to break down plenty of couples that we think shouldn't be together. I'm sure there's plenty more we can do. Maybe we'll do uh, a trilogy of this uh, next Valentine's Day or the one after where we just, you know, <laughs> talk about all the movie and or TV couples we missed. From Honestly, next Valentine's Day we could just do like an entire episode on Taylor Lautner ending up with the human vampire baby because like... That's a deep discussion. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, we are really curious, for you listeners out there, what are some couples from movies that you did not like that they ended up together at the end of the movie? Um, tweet at us. 
you know, comment on a post on Instagram, reach out to us in any way you can. You can follow uh, Entertainment Buffet on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can email us, entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. But yeah, check us out on uh, Apple, on Spotify. Share, like, subscribe, all the things that podcasts ask you to do. We'd really appreciate it. Um, but Jess, where can they find you on the social medias? On Instagram and Twitter, I am at Jess Quaz, J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z, Jess Quaz. And um, I, like I said earlier in the episode, I have a new podcast launching. It's called Second Chance Movies. The concept is my co-host Joe Harper and I take movies that were divisive, beloved, hated, um, and we give them a second chance. We see how they held up over time. Were they as good as we thought? Were they as bad as we thought? Were they just okay? Um, so our very first episode is actually going to be Passengers, like I said. Um, and yeah, we'll just have a whole different array of movies to judge, which is something I love to do. So uh, <laughs> if, if you're a movie nerd, and since you're listening to this, you probably are, uh, please go follow Second Chance Movies on Twitter and Instagram for updates. For sure. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Prosek um, and follow other content uh, that I am working on on those social medias and entertainment buffet um but yeah please reach out to us guys are there other topics that maybe we've done in the past like this you'd like to see a sequel to or just other topics in general that we haven't covered yet that you can't wait for us to chit chat about um just it's great having you back it feels like uh you know i was off-roading uh looking at some <laughs> things and now i like found the the the, the correct smooth road again and it's just like, ah, okay back to normal back to normal <laughs> kind of there's still a pandemic but normal <laughs> as we could get yeah it feels good to be back i'm excited to explore more topics with you guys and just just get into it for sure well uh, we hope if you have someone and you do celebrate Valentine's Day that it goes well. If you're someone that's like, oh, man, I don't have a Valentine. It doesn't really matter. No, cause... it doesn't matter. <laughs> Valentine's Day is so lame. Like It's, it's just, a made-up holiday. It's a made-up holiday. <laughs> My partner and I, we didn't even realize it was Valentine's Day until <laughs> yesterday. Like, Yeah, Jess had to remind me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially in 2021, Valentine's Day does not matter. <laughs> It does not. Post-COVID Valentine's Day. Yeah, it it does not matter anymore at all. So if if you're feeling a little lonely, just know a lot of people are, and that's okay. But fuck Valentine's Day. (laughs) Don't be (laughs) sad and lonely because of Valentine's Day. Because it's one of the lamer holidays, you know? Absolutely. There's a reason why it was our most listened to episode yeah. of Fuck Valentine's Day. Because it sucks. Valentine's Day sucks. It's so lame. 